Capricorn, this is your week ahead astrology forecast from Astrology Motivation by Born Without Boundaries. You can check out my premier channel, Born Without Boundaries Tarot, to get your week ahead tarot card reading. But this is where we dig down into the astrology, covering the major transits, so planetary transits and aspects as they relate to your natal sun. Now, how do I know where your natal sun is? Well, you're watching this video, so it's got to be somewhere in Capricorn. But where it's located in Capricorn is very important because we separate Capricorn by 30 degrees. Capricorn has 30 degrees on the 360-degree zodiac wheel. Uh, Capricorn occupies 30 of those. And those 30 degrees are broken down into three decans, which are groups of 10, right? So... 10 divided by 30 divided by 10 is 3 right and where your sun is located is important for how what kind of aspects it's experiencing because those of you born in the beginning of the month are experiencing very different relationships with the same planets or same uh, astral positions as um, um, as as the, your counterparts toward the end of the month, it's 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 a very different relationship because the relationships as we measure them in astrology are all based on, are all based on angles. So, those of you who have your natal sun between zero and nine degrees Capricorn, you guys are Capricorn one. Those of you because you're in the first decan. Um, those of you who have your natal sun between 10 and 19 degrees Capricorn, you are Capricorn too. And for those of you born with your natal sun positioned somewhere between 19 and 29 degrees Capricorn, you are Capricorn 3. So we're going to dig into specifically how all these transits are affecting you guys. But we're going to start out really, really broad. First, the things that are affecting everybody that you should know about. And then we're going to dig down a little bit into those things that are as they specifically, um, uh, as they specifically affect all Capricorns. And then we'll dive into these specifics. I absolutely encourage you to watch the entire video because especially if your birthday the sun is sort of on the cusp of one of these decans you'll be experiencing a mixture of these energies so it's good to know what they all are so i'll give you dates because i've just given you i've just given you points on the angle right now right? i've just given you degrees um i will try to translate these into dates but please note that dates do change because capricorn season starts around the same time every year but not on the same date every year and the same thing for when it ends so especially those of you at the beginning or ending of capricorn the dates could be a little bit different okay just an fyi so what's impacting all of us well one thing we're going to start with the planets that are closest to us the moon mercury and venus are all having major are all having major experiences this week two of them are having major transits um and the moon transits every 2.5 days but there's a major transit because the moon is full this week so we're going to go over the full moon we're going to go over the transit by mercury that already happened and we're going to go over venus's transit that happens at the very end of this week this week covers april 5th through april 11th 2023 fyi i know that was in the um i know that was in the um the title and i also know that it's in the description box i put it all over the place but just in case um so uh 
Mercury has already transited into Taurus. It did that on Monday, April 3rd, so just a few days ago from when this video was first coming out. Uh, what does that mean for everybody? Well, I gotta tell you, especially considering the fact that Mercury is about to go retrograde in a couple of weeks, it will be April 21st that it goes retrograde and we'll start to feel that around April 10th or 11th, basically by the end of this, this, this week that I'm covering, Mercury's shadow period will begin and you'll start to feel really the effects of Mercury slowing down. But here's a big thing. Mercury's already slowed down. It came from the hot potato, hot cake, hot plate that is Aries and heat makes things very energetic and active, right? Everything is just constantly combusting in Aries. And then it goes into Taurus and boom, grounded, gravity. It's just like, slows things down. So Mercury and Taurus is going to be slower anyway. It's going to be focused, communications are going to be focused on traditional, traditional forms of communication are going to be taken more seriously, like handwriting, like talking to each other, like handshakes, um, like politeness and being more traditional when you speak, as well as, it could be emails too, because at this point emails are sort of old, <laughs> I gotta say. Um, so more traditional, you could at least, at least those communications are, kisses, stop, are going to be taken more seriously. My dog is going crazy. And in terms of the way that we communicate, we're more pragmatic. We're more practical. We want to do everything. Taurus is on the up and up. It's all about the value systems on earth. It's opposite. Scorpio is all about the hidden value. It's all about the hidden everything. But Taurus is always traditional and on the up and up and predictable. And so when we think all the thought processes, all the writing, all the paperwork, all of that is going to take on that effect during Mercury's transit through Taurus. So that slows things down to begin with. But then the fact that we're coming into a Mercury retrograde, um, the shadow period will start at the end of this week. Yeah, oh yeah, communications are gonna slow down and that is going to impact us. Now, since it is trine, especially to some of you, but it's trine, natural trine, Taurus is a natural trine to Capricorn. This could actually work out really really nicely for you. You'd be like, oh, things are finally starting to make sense to me again. People aren't popping off and going crazy or taking action too quickly. So um, this could be very, very nice energy for you, especially for a specific decan, which we will definitely get into. Some of you already know what it is. I know you do. Um, and then we have another major transit, which is Venus. At the end of this week, April 11th, Venus transits into Gemini. Venus is currently in Taurus, which is her home. You know, she's all kinds of cozy and happy and comfortable, luxuriating, probably spending too much money uh, at home. But then she goes into Gemini. And, and Venus in Gemini is a very different energy than Venus in Taurus. She is more playful. She is more talkative. She is more flirtatious. She is not too quick. Like Venus and Taurus wants a commitment. Venus and Gemini wants to be talking to a lot of different people. <laughs> not necessarily being sexual with them. In fact, Venus and Taurus wants, wants the traditional connection so that she can feel safe being extremely sensual. Whereas Venus in Gemini is very much, I wanna to talk to a lot of different people. I wanna to get to know a lot of different people. This is fun, this is exciting. It's almost like the playfulness of dating. Venus in Gemini is a great time to date. Just like Venus in Sagittarius, also a great time to date. Just a fun, flirty time 
don't take t shit too seriously and you'll have fun that kind of energy also falling in love with the way somebody speaks to you somebody taught somebody's words meaning all that much more the sensuality of the word you know the value of words and how it could how just how somebody speaks or the sound of their voice could make somebody fall in love with you so Venus transiting into Gemini by the end of this week and then of course we have our full moon and our full moon is on April 5th slash 6th it's because I say that because it's happening the exact time I think is 12.24 a.m. on April 6th by Eastern Standard Time. So that's New York. So all of you that are in Europe, it's definitely going to happen on April 6th. I think that's true. The same thing is true for like Iceland and Greenland and all, all that. It's, it's April 6th. But, but the rest of the United States into... Um, into into Hawaii is like all of all of us we're experiencing on the fifth so it's April 5th slash 6th because of the time that it happens um, it is a full moon in Libra now Libra dun, 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 is a natural square to Capricorn and it will be impacting a group of you most tremendously um, you guys have been square to a lot of stuff in Aries which means you will be square to this full moon in Libra just an FYI and we're going to go over exactly how that's going to impact you but overall what the full moon in Libra asks us to do is get rid of the craziness that comes with trying to please somebody and not being authentic just to be in a partnership you know it's like that balance between Aries and Libra the individual and the couple it's like how much of my individuality do I give up to stay in this relationship and am I even in a good relationship if I haven't bought enough to myself to the table do I even like the person that I'm with because if I don't actually like the person that I'm with that's gonna really come out and play up and be very very challenging for a lot of us this this week especially you guys Aries and Cancers this is happening in the cardinal sign so it's going to impact the most emotionally and the most challenging it impacts it's going to have is on the other cardinal signs it's just how it's going to be so let's get into the specifics with your decans so capricorn one and this would predominantly be capricorns that are born in december if you're a december capricorn you're 10 to 1 unless you're born in the very very cusp um which would be um like december 30th I believe um 30th 31st um you could start feeling effects of of uh of decan too but most of y'all it's December December Capricorns your natal suns are sextile to Saturn trying to the north node trying to Mercury for most of this week um No. Yeah, 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 because it's at the end of Taurus. And then and then um opposite Mars. <laughs> it's like I had to read my handwriting. Y'all know. So what does that mean? What does that mean? Yeah, that's right, because Mercury is in Taurus now. So um Saturn sextile to Saturn is exceptional actually we didn't go over what was what was happening to Saturn so Saturn is it's kind of the same thing as what was happening last week and Saturn is always good to look at where Saturn is is going to impact your mentality and your mode of life 
right? So, because Saturn is your ruling dignitary. Saturn right now is in Pisces, which is very watery, a lot more emotional, a lot more dreamy, and a lot more malleable, um, which can be very complementary to your character, actually. Um, and then we have Saturn is now currently trying the south node, sextile to the north node, so accepting and looking forward to how you can apply yourself to the future by accepting and owning your talents and what you understand from your past. And then we have a trine to Mars, and that trine to Mars is going to last all week, um, and that means getting things done, sort of this, this sense of, this strong sense of what you're capable of, essentially. But for those of you born in the very beginning of Capricorn season, because Saturn is not in Capricorn, it's in Pisces. So your natal suns are still in Capricorn. And those of you born December Capricorns, you are sextile to Saturn, which means all of this harmony that Saturn is experiencing is opening up opportunities for you. So especially opportunities in work, work potential or possibilities, or ways to grow out or expand your portfolio or your set of abilities. All of this is a fantastic time, a fantastic week for you to do this. And you guys will be sextile to Saturn for a while. Saturn will not be trying to Mars after the end of this week. So that will start to break up a little bit. It's trying to the, the south node and sextile to the north node is going to last a little bit longer. So that will still definitely impact you. But it's this week especially, guys, that is gonna, you're going to find the most movement and a bit of progress open. It, uh, when it comes to especially your career or just your overall effectiveness at getting things done and doing them well. Um, and then you have your trying to the North Node. You are um, kind of comfortable with your future, that's what it means. It's kind of like a sense of harmonizing, harmonizing with your fate or where you're headed or where you're gonna go, harmonizing with the resources you have to get to where you want to go, harmonizing even in some ways with the challenges ahead because you kind of understand them as necessary and see all the potential in them. That's a really nice thing to do. It's like you're, you've got a lot of opportunities and you're looking forward to your future. And then we have a trine with Mercury. And the trine with Mercury is really nice because it means that you're happy and content with your thoughts, that your brain is working really crisp and really clear. Um, you can speak really well with people, even even have a sense of, of um, being able to, to um, placate them. Uh, with how with how you speak, um, a sense of really being able to comprehend and other understand things very very well, all of this great stuff, and then your natal suns are in direct opposition to Mars. Even though you guys are sextile to Saturn, which is trying to Mars, because Saturn's over here, your natal suns are still here, and they're in direct opposition to Mars. So what I would do, what does that mean? When the sun is in opposition to Mars, there is just constant room for popping off and constant room for not being able to control your energy. So it's going to be relatively difficult unless you use that sextile to Saturn and focus on work so helping you to help you help yourself by focusing on work um, when you're in opposition to mars i would not suggest any taking any risks physically um, because there is a sense of overestimating your capabilities or rushing headfirst into something and po possibility of of um of um 
injury is higher. So just an FYI, like I said, that's not gonna that's not gonna last forever, guys. Mars is about to pass into the second decan, so it's not like you guys are gonna be plagued with this for a long time. But I will tell you that sextile the Saturn stays for a long time, and um, you'll be experiencing that that trying to the North Node for a while. So that's really beautiful energy for you guys. Take advantage of it. Take advantage of it, and for right now, just try to um, temper or accept this heat that's burning inside of you because that opposition to Mars. Um, and don't give it any more attention than it needs. Slow and steady wins the race, essentially. Um, for those of you born in Decan 2, which is usually the first week and a half of, of January, um, your natal suns are in a natural, and this, is, this has been happening for a while, and it will continue, a natural square to Chiron. Now, it's also in a natural square to, well, Jupiter, it was for a while. Jupiter's now dropped into the, the third decant of Aries. So mostly your natal suns are square to Chiron and square to the sun for most of this week and definitely during the full moon. And the, the, sun, the sun is as active during a full moon as the moon itself, okay? Because that's how the moon is full. The moon is in opposition to the sun. It gets the full shine of the sun. So what is happening to the sun during this full moon? It is conjunct to Chiron, which is square to you guys, and it is conjunct to Jupiter, which is technically only square to those of you born at the very, very end. So maybe like 9th, 10th, 11th, those of you who are born, very, very end, you'll get the full effect of this, this conjunction between Jupiter, the sun, and Chiron all when this full moon happens meaning for you guys especially it's going to be an emotional and and maybe sort of sacrificial sense of how much I, have i been sacrificing myself to stay in this situation to stay in this relationship and any emotions involved in those in those situations will bubble to the surface and definitely need to be purged sort of exercised on this full moon. It doesn't mean you're gonna break up, but it does mean that it's gonna be emotional and these emotions will boil to the surface so it could be a little rough and rugged for you. It is a square, right? And you guys are still trying it to Uranus, which means actually really happy surprises, liking things outside of the box, thinking in a clever way, all of those are unexpected, so you could get a little help from Uranus even in places you don't expect. Um, it just urges you to go with the flow and be comfortable with the unexpected, which could especially help you in acceptance, to accept any kind of emotions that bubble up over this full moon. It'll only last about three days, but it could be a little bit rough and bumpy for you. FYI, that's April 5th and 6th and 7th. Um, third Capricorn so Capricorn three um, that's usually in terms of the dates those born between like the 12th and the the 11th but those dates toggle right um, I love you baby my little puppies down here um, you guys are still in a natural conjunction with Pluto even though Pluto is an Aquarius those of you born at the very very end of Capricorn season so it's sort of Capricorn Aquarius cusp your suns are still in conjunction with Pluto and will be for quite some time. So you guys are the ones that are experiencing the beginning of major changes. Those of you in the beginning of the third decan, you've already got, you're already in it. You already know there are major changes to you and how you want to live your life and letting things go and opening up whole new chapters. This has already been happening to you. 
So those of you at the tail end of the third decan are just starting to feel that shake and it's rupturous. It's big because Pluto ain't subtle. Because Pluto is doing this all in Aquarius, unlike your counterparts, you're not experiencing Pluto in Capricorn, you're experiencing Pluto in Aquarius. Pluto in Aquarius is acting upon your friendships, your social circles, your community, social justice, all of those things are going to sort of break down and change and if they're not happening directly to you, they're going to impact you tremendously or you're taking it upon yourself to be responsible for some of these things. So if you get all of a sudden more active into activism or altruism or law and, and fairness and justice, you know why. You know why. Um, it's going to be happening for a while. Yeah. So then we have your natural sun is square to Jupiter uh, all week long. Um, only those at the, at the very beginning of the third decan, though. So those of you like 13th, I guess 12th, 13th, 14th. Those of you who are born around that time, you are your natal suns are square to um, Jupiter. And by the very, very... Um, By the very end of the week, your natal suns will be square to the actual sun. What does this mean? Square to Jupiter and square to the sun usually mean usually have the effect of pig-headedness or bull-headedness. Like you're 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 too stuck on yourself, and that's what's getting in your way. So it's like overconfidence. It's not bad to have confidence. It's it's bad to be arrogant. And it's bad to have overconfidence and overestimate your value. And it's easy, you know, that, that, that Jupiter and that sun will have that impact on your natal sun when it's squared to them. Sort of this sense of um, challenges to what you think you deserve or what you think you should have. And, and maybe in some ways some of you are effect, uh, if affected the opposite way, not feeling you're good enough, not feeling you've done enough. But I would definitely ask somebody who you know really loves you to help give you an objective perspective on things. It could just help a little bit as these trends. Now Jupiter, the transit will get deeper and it'll get even more challenging. So your bullheadedness will grow over the next week or so. Um, but the sun will pass relatively quickly and you can experience those bursts of courage and energy. It could actually help you. It could actually help you. It doesn't have to turn out bad. It just is a little bit ambitious. Just an FYI. You're going to be more ambitious. You're going to think more of yourself, most of you, right? And, and that could or could not clash with what other people are thinking of you. FYI. Um, Venus. Venus is trying to your natal suns, even when it transits into Gemini on April 11th. So, you guys, this is a beautiful energy for relationships and for finances for just getting finances under control and for really feeling good or working out any kinks especially those that happened over the full moon uh, when it comes to your relationships and value systems how you're valued how you want to be treated and who you value all of those things are harmonizing this week and in a lot of ways you it could open up especially conjunct pluto um, sextile Neptune, which means you'll have a way of presenting yourself that's very sort of illusionary. But I gotta tell you, if you if you just take on that Jupiter Sun square, there's a sense of really being able to sell yourself for more than you know you're worth this week, and still be able to seal the deal. Just an FYI, if you guys are thinking about it, just an FYI. 
Um, leave the comments below. Let me know how you feel all of this stuff impacting you. And please definitely come over to Born Without Boundaries Tarot, where I'm going to do the week ahead tarot card reading for you guys. Subscribe to this channel and ring that notification bell. I got a new reading for you every single week. And if you are a subscriber, you can join in the live astrology chit chats that we have on Mondays and Fridays here. So I hope to see you guys there. I love you. I'll see you in the videos. <laughs>